Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Monday. How was the weekend? News and stuff right after this. Hey, getting Greg Patton's Traveling Salvation Show ready to head to Niceville, Florida at the end of February. And uh, that's part of Southwest Radio Church. Hey, this week, Thursday and Friday on Southwest Radio Church, going to talk to Dr. Ken Copley. His work in the demonic. The guy is brilliant. The Great Deceivers, his new book. We're going to talk about it Thursday and Friday. Hopefully, you're at a station that carries Southwest Radio Church, and you can hear that on uh, Watchman on the Wall this Thursday and Friday, Dr. Ken Copley. Then the uh, Sherathon, first three days of March. Going to be a great time down in Tri-Cities, Tennessee, WHCB 91.5. That following Sunday, we're going to be at the First Free Will Baptist Church, Pastor Nathan Jennings. Oh, great group of people. Talked to Grady Holder last week. And love that guy. And well, I love all the people at uh, First Free Will. Great group and uh, big supporters of Greg Patton Ministries and Hello World. Where are we going after that? Oh, we're having our own conference here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And then off to Wichita, Kansas. And oh, got to be a great 2023. Thank you for being you and caring for this ministry in so many ways. I think I love you. What in the world is going on? Is that you, Sleepy Joe? It is. Could be a wax figure they're carrying. <laughs> President, uh, mail order President Joe Biden walked a muddy stretch of the U.S. border there in Mexico and inspected a busy port of entry Sunday on his first trip ever to the region since he's been in office, a visit shadowed by the fraught Politics of immigration, as Republicans blame him for record numbers of migrants, rightly so, crossing into this country by the thousands every day. At first stop, the president observed as border officers in El Paso demonstrated how they search a vehicle for drugs and money and other contraband. Next, he traveled to a dusty street with abandoned buildings and walked along a metal border fence that separated El Paso from Mexico. His last stop? The county migrant center there, but there were no migrants in sight, and he learned about the services offered there. And he asked a worker, if I could wave a magic wand, what should I do? The answer wasn't audible. Biden's nearly four-hour visit to El Paso was highly controlled. He encountered no migrants except when his motorcade drove along the border, and about a dozen were visible uh, on the Mexico side. His visit did not include time at the border patrol station where migrants cross illegally and are arrested and held before their release. He delivered no public remarks. Good photo op, Mr. Mail Order. Well, word has it that uh, Biden's re-election campaign preparing to launch after months of will he or won't he or does anyone care? Biden and his senior aides are writing the details around his 2024 campaign. Multiple sources say the president is planning to make his intentions to run for a second White House term public in the coming weeks, likely going to be here in February, around State of the Union time. One source close to Biden's 2020 campaign with knowledge of the president's plans said a more formal announcement is expected to come in April. How exciting. Come on, we want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Heard something like this before? Another college basketball player collapsed suddenly on court over the weekend, sparking fears among his teammates and fans watching the whole thing. I'm Oessian. 
His sophomore guard at Old Dominion dropped to the floor while clutching his chest with just over 13 minutes to go, and everybody downplayed the thing. He just fell down of his own accord. Oh, sure. He was helped to his feet, staggered off the court with the trainers. They say he's in good spirits. Won't be in practice today. What's the rest of the story? This guy is just the latest case of a young athlete collapsing. Oh, there's so many suddenly raising questions again about the pandemic vaccines and how they may have played a part. J.D. Rucker at the Liberty Day says, this is not normal, and you know it's not. This is not something that's always happened, and we just didn't happen to notice as some commentators try to downplay things. Since we started posting videos of young and otherwise healthy athletes on YouTube and other uh, just collapsing, come on now. How about a couple of questions? Was this excuse a good one? Dehydration during the first quarter? This is infuriating. Why are so many young athletes collapsing today? The public is demanding answers for the safety of our kids, and we're not getting them. If this is not from shots, then what's it from? How many coincidences do we need before reality sets in of what's really happening? Why wasn't he taken to the hospital as a precaution and some initial testing to see what it might be? Force more of your athletes, your kids, to get vaccinated. Looking forward to all of the future lawsuits. Uh-huh. And this is interesting on a somewhat related story of sorts. A recent Scientific American opinion was blasted on Twitter for using the cardiac arrest of NFL Buffalo Bills football player Damar Hamlin to suggest that football's violence disproportionately affects black men. Oh, good grief. Are we woke? Is the gas lit? Duke University anthropology professor Tracy Kennedy wrote a piece Friday headlining, DeMar's Collapse Highlights the Violence Black Men Experience in Football. What? The anti-blackness of the system is just inescapable. This woman wrote, as a cultural anthropologist, I spent the last decade learning how black football players navigate the exploitation, racism, and anti-blackness that are fundamental to its current system. I'm telling you, these people, well, they just lack a great deal of comment. No, they're just nuts. I don't know, is this it's called a small victory? I would hope so. A fight over a city's demand a city's demand that its inspectors could charge into a rental unit, your home, and examine the personal contents of renters at any time has ended with a consent decree that forbids that from happening. The Institute for Justice announced the legal finale to the fight when a federal judge approved a consent decree that mandates that the city of Zion, Illinois, will no longer punish renters or landlords who refuse to open their doors to warrantless rental inspections. But it's coming. They'll figure out a way. Well, I was just looking over the headlines from Las Vegas, Nevada. We've been out there the last couple of years being with Billy Crone and I just like the area. But see, I just see the good things. As a matter of fact, uh, Crone is in Henderson, Nevada. That's outside of Las Vegas. Beautiful sight there. But some of the headlines today, a police officer injured, one suspect killed, another suspect injured in a shooting there. What is going on? 
Vegas police investigating after a dog has been found shot multiple times with a skull fracture. Las Vegas driver kills New Mexico pedestrian couple in a drunk driving case. Two shot in Las Vegas near Fremont Street experience tourist attraction one day after a hit and run there. My goodness, the thing's happening. What happens in Las Vegas, in this case, doesn't stay in Las Vegas. So what do you think happened last 15 times to pick a Speaker of the House? Last week's historic bare-knuckle brawl to elect Representative Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker could be a sign of things to come in the 118th Congress, and they say you ain't seen nothing yet. Concerns growing over the weekend that the chaos and all that's going on is uh, characterizing that vote could foreshadow some real nasty infighting around the biggest legislative issues of 2023. After all, electing a House Speaker is just one ballot, and it's been mostly a foregone conclusion since the Civil War, over a hundred years since they had this mess. Debt ceiling, that's a big one. Talk more about that in the days ahead. Nearly three years after it sealed itself off from the whole world, China scrapped quarantines for international travelers yesterday to complete the dismantling of its zero-COVID strategy. Travelers still need to show a negative PCR test taken within 48 hours of entering China, but they're saying that thing did not work at all. Did you see Prince Harry on 60 Minutes last night? His book goes on sale. Spare, that's the name of it, released tomorrow, certain to dominate book sales around the world. Uh, per leaked copies, Harry mentions a physical altercation he had with his brother, Prince William, and dispassionately describes how he killed 25 Taliban fighters in Afghanistan. And, oh, it's just, what is going on? Oh, you're into jackpots, mega millions. That jackpot ballooned to $1.1 billion. That's the third largest in U.S. history ahead of Tuesday night's drawing. The college football championship game between uh, Georgia and TCU, that's tonight. The troubled Golden Globe Awards returned to TV on Tuesday night. So, rah, 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 Hollywood back in normalcy. <laughs> oh, they're never normal out there. What else quickly? A parade of cyclones is headed toward an already drenched California over the next several days. Elon Musk asked a judge to move a trial about his tweets out of San Francisco, because the local media there has portrayed him negatively and residents are biased against him, he says. Chinese tech mogul Jack Ma will relinquish control of his fintech company, Ant Group, several years after Chinese authorities targeted Ant as part of a big tech crackdown. So I've been reading this story this morning. I wonder, do I even know what they're talking about here? Most people do not. I'm telling you, it's scary. Scientists say that they're now actively trying to build a robot that has consciousness. If we can create a machine that will have consciousness on par with a human being, this will eclipse everything else that we have ever done. This is far bigger than, as an example, curing cancer. A robot that has a consciousness. And this is just scary in so many, many, but it is the new world. Okay, let's get on a jet and head over to Moronville. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, let's go to Noma. That's a restaurant in Copenhagen. 
They opened 20 years ago. This restaurant currently serving, ready for this? Grilled reindeer heart on a bed of fresh pine and saffron ice cream in a beeswax bowl. They really do this. It's transformed fine dining in the world. What? A new global class of gastro tourists with uh, more money than common sense. No, uh, they schedule first-class flights to this place. They build their entire vacation around the privilege of going to this restaurant and paying $500 for a multi-course tasting menu. Noma has repeatedly topped the list of the world's best restaurants. Its creator, Rene Rezepe, has been hailed as his era's most brilliant and influential chef in the world. Well, guess what? This place is closing. Noma is going to become a full-time food laboratory, developing new dishes and products for its e-commerce operation called the Noma Projects, and the dining rooms will be open only for a periodic pop-up. Oh, golly, and I was getting ready to take Sharon there next week. <laughs> Never mind. Where is my gun? Well, I've been on a kick lately. If you visited our Facebook page, some of the most unique pictures of the world today, the beauty that God has created across this globe is unbelievable. Going to continue to do this for a while. It's just, it is so cool. Who said that? This is one that I heard when I was first saved, and I've just never forgotten it. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Think about it. Finally, Finally, it's starting to happen to me. That moment when, well, you're really concerned about the elderly people here in America. And then you uh, realize you are the elderly people. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. Christian Radio keeps you connected, and you are in a good place when you listen to this Christian radio station on the air 24-7 to support you, my Christian friend, and your local church that you attend. Where would we be today without Christian Radio? So much of the media is filled by the left, and there is a great deal of political talk on the conservative side of things, but to hear the pure, perfect Word of God? Proclaimed by godly men and women across the country and around the world. Christian Radio, do you support it? Many stations, like this one, I think, have some fundraisers now and then. And be a part of all of that. Get involved. You'll be excited to be a part of Christian Radio. Soul saved, lives changed as a result of this Christian Radio station in your community. So be a part, my friend, any way you possibly can. Prayer always. Maybe some extra finance God has given you, and or maybe you're just going to sacrifice and say, I'm going to do this and trust God. Yep, Christian Radio, I love it. It's been a part of our life for decades, and it'll continue to be so as long as we breathe. Thank you so much for your support, my friend. Well, we wrapped up last week talking about, oh, wise relationships. Do you have them? You know, relationships work best when there is an equal self-disclosure, and, and that is the act of sharing your true thoughts and dreams and problems and pains through a one-on-one -on -one conversation. When you know your friend knows the real you, 
and loves you anyway, what you are, you experience the joy of unconditional love. Isn't that fantastic? And you know that's true. It took true courage to make a decision to stay together, right? The young woman, Ruth, had no ties to her home anymore. Her husband was dead. Her sister's husband was dead. Her mother-in-law, Naomi's husband, was dead. The future must have seemed to be very frightening. What a prospect. What do I have to look forward to? Ruth was a loyal woman of her word. She faced the choice of a lifetime. And this is what she said to Naomi. Do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. When you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me, and worse, if anything but death parts you and me. Now those are incredible words from Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Ruth had no guarantee that she would reap any benefit from this decision to be faithful to Naomi. None. She simply stood by her friend and mother-in-law in hard times. No matter what the consequences, I'm here. That's what she was saying. Well, you need a friend like that, don't you? God blessed Ruth in countless ways as a result of that dedication. And one of the rewards was the enjoyment of Naomi's fellowship for many, many years. In your experience as a friend, commitment may not mean taking a life-altering step like this. Oh, no. But you can show loyalty by being a trustworthy person, can you not? Oswald Chambers, one of my favorites, says the dearest friend on earth is a mere shadow compared to Jesus Christ. Your temporary friendship here on earth are a reflection of the ultimate friendship you have with Jesus Christ, the one he offers through fellowship with him forever and ever and ever. David and Jonathan and Ruth and Naomi did not have the privilege of knowing Jesus they could only look forward to the coming of the Messiah, who would bear all their infirmities. You can know him personally, and with the same intimacy the disciples had when they walked with him through Galilee. What is your picture today? What's your picture of an ideal friend? Jesus is all that and much more. No human companion can ever match his perfect, well, his perfection, that's what it is, as a savior, a lover, a helper. A comforter, read Isaiah 9, 6. Jesus always has time to listen, never gets tired of supporting you, never gives up on you when you sin and make mistakes, and always does what is best for you. How do I build a wise relationship? How can I do that? Share your concerns and interest with that friend. Mutual desires, along with common understanding, is a necessary beginning of any relationship. Without these, it's difficult to build on a foundation of a lasting relationship along with any shared interest. you got to invest time and effort. As a believer, you share a bond with other believers based on your faith and your trust in Jesus. So your hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery that is Christ Jesus. That would be Colossians 2.2. And then you need to focus on meeting another's needs and not yours, a relationship that is motivated out of a sense of personal need, selfishness, whether emotional, physical, or financial. Things not going to last. A self-serving relationship drives away the other person. 
God wants to bring you to a point of complete adequacy, completeness, and contentment. Only then you're going to be able to build a content and fruitful and lasting friendships in this old world. Your friendship will not be based on need, but on how you can help this person. Doesn't that sound good? How about risk, rejection, pain? We talked about it. Based on past experiences, you may feel that you cannot risk being hurt or misunderstood one more time. If you're waiting until you find someone who will cause you no pain or suffering, you will never know the joy of a lasting relationship. Ask God to heal your hurts and allow His love to flow through you. You need to love sacrificially. This means to give and expect nothing in return. Sacrificial love is the ability to give up your wants and your wishes in order to please the other person and bring happiness to their life. When you do not have your own way and you can put your needs and desires second, you are showing the love of Almighty God. Number five, you need to be transparent. You need to be open. Without honesty and willingness to share your thoughts and feelings, you shut out the opportunity for a mutual, rewarding relationship. Genuine friends stand by you in good times and through tough times and accepting you in love and understanding because you've expressed your inner thoughts, what your needs are, and exactly how you feel. And then you need to ask forgiveness and be willing to accept forgiveness. Every person makes mistakes. We all do, every day. What do you do when you're hurt? Christ has freely forgiven you. How can you refuse to forgive someone else? Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. When you hurt someone, acknowledge that situation. Sincerely seek his forgiveness. A lasting relationship will succeed as long as there is a mutual forgiveness and understanding. And then accept criticism and praise. That's a toughie. When you care about someone, you encourage that person with praise and kind words. And in the same way, because of that love and concern, you may see the need to maybe confront him or her about something. In turn, whether you are confronted with words of praise or criticism, accept it in a spirit that which is given, seeking God as to their validity. And then allow biblical principles to govern your relationships. God's word provides wisdom for every aspect of your life. When you allow his word to govern your words, actions, your thoughts, you're going to be able to build and keep relationships that are loving and loyal and devoted and really immeasurable, incomparable, indescribable. Those are great words. Yes, indeed. Jesus Christ, he's the friend who sticks closer than a brother, according to Proverbs 18.24. Best of all, Jesus is the one who shows you how you can be a real friend and have a real relationship. Just something to think about today, and I pray that it helps you in some small way. And finally, they say it really happened. A mama took her three-year-old daughter to church for the very first time. The church lights were lowered, and then the choir came down the aisle carrying Lighted candles. They say it was a beautiful sight. All was very quiet until the three-year-old started singing in a loud voice, Happy birthday to you. Happy. <laughs> that's, that's good. I could see that happening. How about you? Well, I was thinking again today. Great Sunday at the cross yesterday. I so look forward to church. 
I do every weekend. I love to get to church, Sunday school, the worship service, fellowshipping with God's people. It's the only way for the Christian to live. If you're not doing that, you need to get to a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church this weekend, my friend. Why won't you do it? I know I'm preaching the choir. Most of you will. This has been Hello World. We come your way every day, Monday through Friday at this time, and we're grateful for the opportunity to do so. Continue to pray for us. Join us on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Let's get out of here. That's the way it is. Monday, January the 9th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.